Thank you for joining us for the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're so glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll free at 1-888-776-1238. Senior Elder Fred Curtsy shares today's message titled, Rise Up is Elevation Time. Without further ado, let us go straight into our scripture for today. Our scripture for today is coming from the book of Mark. The book of Mark, we will be reading verses 20 through 27. Mark chapter 9, verse 20 through 27. And I will be reading for you the King James Version. Excuse me, the New King James Version. And it reads as such. Before we get into that, just to kind of set up where we're at. You have a man that's bringing his young son who has epilepsy or a mute and a deaf and dumb spirit, the Bible calls it. And he tried to get the disciples to heal the young boy, but the Bible says that they could not. And so in time, he brings them to Jesus and he asks Jesus, can you heal them? And we pick up here where the boy has been tortured by this deaf and dumb spirit. In verse 20, it says, but then they brought him, which is the boy, to him, which is Jesus. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood, it's been happening that long, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Yeah. Then Jesus replied, and he said to him, if you can believe. All things, somebody say all things, are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out with tears in his eyes and he said, Lord, I believe. Help. Somebody say help, Lord my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit and said to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and to enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he became as one dead so that many said he is dead but Jesus somebody say but Jesus verse 26 says he is dead but 
Jesus. Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. Took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. My topic for today is rise up. Somebody say, rise up. It's elevation time. You may take your seats at this time. Rise up. It's elevation time. Our theme here this year of 2023 for the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road is a three-part theme where we start off with consecrate, elevate, and celebrate. We are currently sitting in the second phase of this three-part theme for the year, and we are in the elevation phase. I'm already speaking prophetically, prophetically to someone right now because you are in your elevation phase. So when we hear the word elevate, what do we think about? What comes to mind? Well, I'm glad you asked because there are a few things that come to my mind when I think of the word Elder Franklin, elevate. You see, by definition, elevate simply means to lift up. It means to make higher or take to a higher place or position. It means to raise or to take to a more important or impressive rank or level. I often reference that I spent time in the military, once a soldier, always a soldier who And in the military, you had the opportunity of elevating in rank, going up to more impressive levels and more impressive positions that often came with a level of authority with it, to elevate, to go up, to have a higher status, to improve oneself, or simply speaking, it just means to rise. Somebody say rise. To rise, and when we think of rise, then I wonder as the eagle, what are we rising above? You know, when you think of the eagle, it flies above the storm, it rises above the situations and the circumstances that it might be facing. Someone say rise. When we rise, it reminded me of a poem that Maya Angelou wrote. And in this poem called, And Still I Rise, she had a famous segment, and I want to take a bit of that as a quote. And in the poem, she says, you may shoot me with your words. Anybody ever been shot with some words? Anybody ever had some slander come towards you that you know wasn't you? No people were speaking on you and talking about you, but it wasn't you. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, 
like air, I'll rise. <laughs> still like air, I'll rise. Do I have anybody that's had some and still I'll rise moments in your life? Oh, if I could have two or three witnesses that wouldn't mind at this place right now, just standing on your feet and letting the devil know that no matter what you're trying to push down on me, no matter what challenges or circumstances I'm facing in life right now, through God, I am determined to rise. Somebody say, rise up. Rise up. Am I the only one in this place that's ever had to go through some and still our rise up moments in life? But we're determined. The Bible says that Satan has desired you to sift you as wheat. But Jesus told Peter in this circumstance, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Now he didn't say that you won't fail because you're not perfect. And there's gonna be circumstances in our life where we might not do as well as we thought we should do. We might fall, we might slip, we might mess up, but he never said for you not to sell. He said, don't let your faith fail. Don't let your faith fail. See, even when Satan desires you, as long as you desire Jesus more than Satan desires you. Ah, somebody help me. You've got to be just as determined to go after God as Satan is determined to try to get you back. And still, I rise. Maybe you were in that situation where you almost lost your mind. You know, we've heard it here that we talk about being clothed, and I thank God for being clothed and being in my right mind. And you know, when I was young, that didn't mean as much to me as it's starting to mean to me now. Because sometimes you can go through some situations in life and you will think you're losing your mind, but Jesus. Sometimes we're in a place where we don't know where to turn. But when I don't know where to turn, if I don't know where to turn to the right or to the left, I know I can always look up. But Jesus, somebody say, I'll rise. And yes, I'm talking to myself now, I'm talking to my own family. When you lost that job, when that position closed, when they did those cutbacks, we were left confused, we were left with one less income and not knowing where to turn. But how many of you know that we serve a God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above you can ask or think and still I rise. Yes, when you had that relationship in your life for some of us that may have ended abruptly. Maybe you didn't understand, maybe it was confused and maybe it left you heartbroken. But God was able to still allow you to rise out of that situation. Yes, even some of us have experienced loss of loved ones that have completely devastated us. I lost a cousin that was similar to age of, of, of myself, 
two years ago. Pastor Mac, I still deal with it. And I know some people, even recently, that has lost their young 17-year-old daughter. But yet we know that God is able. Anybody ever been through some loss? Anybody ever been through some hurt? Anybody ever been through some pain? But yet you're determined to say that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise for the standard that he lifts up against you. We all have low points in life. But I heard the song say that when nothing else could help, it was God's love that lifted me. And how many of you know that if it had not been for God's love holding you, if it had not been for God's love comforting you, if it had not been for God's love securing you and lifting you out of that, you wouldn't have made it, you wouldn't have made it, you wouldn't have made it, but God. Somebody say, I'll rise. I'll rise. The Bible says it like this. It says we are troubled on every side, but yet we're not in distress. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. The enemy has tried to kill, steal, and destroy what God is trying to create in your life. But the enemy cannot stop what God has ordained for you. So no matter what you go through, it's already predetermined that I will. Somebody say rise up. up. It's elevation time. It's elevation time. It's elevation time because we serve a risen savior. Oh, amen lights. Maybe I'm talking to myself. I said, we serve a risen Savior. We serve a risen Savior. And if we serve a risen Savior and God has the ability to get up, then he also has the ability to get you up. Out of whatever it is. See, y'all have to forgive me because I'm not, a, I'm not a preacher that's really good on giving individuals cues because I can't tell you when to stand up for what God has done for you in your life. You have to be able to say to yourself that I know that God is able to do this thing in my life and when it hits you, then you know it's time to get up and praise God. You know it's time to get up and praise God because of what he's done in your life. Somebody say, I'll rise. I'll rise. Do I have five people, 10 people, 15 people that know that God is able? Maybe you need to encourage someone else that doesn't know. But if you've experienced God's ability for yourself, then we don't need to pump you. We don't need to prime you. We don't need to kill you. When I think, when I think, you've got to make this thing personal. When I think, I'll rise. Somebody say, rise up. It's elevation time. Pastor Willie Mae Jackson has a series that she calls Just a Thought. And she does this series on social media. 
And as I was preparing for this message, I was listening to one of her Just the Thought segments on the 12th of July. And in this segment, she talks about elevated possibilities. And it was confirmation for this particular message because in that segment, she used the same scripture about how with God, all things are possible. And I believe that God has elevated possibilities in each and every one of our lives. But what is it that we're believing God for? We're simply believing God for growth. After all, who does not want to make improvements in their life? We are striving each and every day to make improvements. We all have dreams. We all have aspirations. We all have goals that we're trying to set. Desires that God has placed inside of us. And he set goals inside of us, whether it be personal goals in our lives, whether it be health goals. Some of us are working, trying to get healthy, trying to stay healthy, trying to eat right. Some of us have professional goals where we're trying to elevate and get up that corporate letter and, and do things in, the, in God and in our business worlds. We have businesses. We have things that we're striving after. We're pushing each and every day so that we can achieve the abundant life that the Bible promises that we should have. God says, I want you to have life and that more abundantly. And so we want to be the best versions of ourselves. And what we do in order to create that is that we begin to grind. Somebody say grind. As the young people say, grind basically means that I'm putting the work in. I'm doing the tough things. I'm doing the job each and every day. I'm up. There's no stop. There's no quit. There's no breaks because I'm trying to accomplish something in life. I'm on my grind. I'm, I'm pushing that thing. And, and, and we want something greater in our lives. We grind because of the possibility of achieving something greater than what we have right now. I don't always want to be in the same house that I'm in right now. I don't always want to make the same money that I'm making right now. I want to have something greater in life. And so I begin to grind for it. Do I have anybody else that's working, that's striving, that's grinding to achieve something in life that's better than what you have now? Well, it is that ambition for greater that is a natural and healthy aspect of the human life, especially in areas of leadership, we're all seeking that. And in fact, as a generation, each generation should go higher than the next. It is the goal or should be the goal of this current generation to do things higher, further, and faster, better than what the previous generation did. And as we're doing that, we're preparing the next generation across the street uh, in the wire to go even further than what we do. We understand this concept more and more as we have children. My ultimate goal as a father with children is to make sure, Pastor Cuff, that they can achieve more at a quicker time than what I achieved. I tell my son that if I learned a lesson at 30, I want you to try to get it at 25. Why? Because I want you to grasp things and not go through the same mistakes that I went through because I'm trying to ensure that you get something better. 
A lot of times young people think that we're trying to hold them back from a situation when you're just trying to prevent them from falling into the pitfalls that will not allow them to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. And that's simply called making progress. We make progress, we have a sense of growth and we have a sense of fulfillment in life. Everybody is seeking to fulfill their purpose, to walk in the God-given gift and ability that God has placed in your life. Purpose, it reflects your own uniqueness and your identity. And God loves our uniqueness. I'll say that again. God loves your uniqueness. God says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He loves everything about you. He didn't make a mistake when he made you. So embrace the fact that you're built different. You're not the same and it doesn't matter how much you try to fit in. It doesn't matter how much you try to go with the flow, try to go with the crowd. You can't blend in when God has called you to stand out. I can recall in my life, Pastor Mac, I didn't grow up in a family that was in church. I didn't grow up with my father and my mother in the same household. I grew up, there was a time where both of my parents spent some time on drugs. Thank God they're not on that anymore. But I didn't grow up in the typical, prototypical household that says I should be here right now. But somehow, some way, God said, you're built different. And when you're trying to blend in, there were times, Elder Lovely, when I was trying to blend in and I would have people say, you go home, you can't come, you can't come over here, you can't do the things that we're doing. God's got something different for you. You, you can't be here. And I'd be I'm not understanding why can't I blend in with everyone else? And God said, because you were always meant to stand out. Sometimes we're trying so hard and we don't understand why don't I have the friends? Why don't I have the company? Why do I feel by myself? Why do I feel alone? And sometimes it seems like you're in that lonely place, but it's only because God made you. God wants you to be you. He doesn't want you to be some false version of yourself. Help me out, David. When David was facing a giant in life called Goliath, he had someone that was in front of him that was a king. And David was going to be a future king. So technically, this could have been a mentor. This could have been someone that he could have copied. But when Saul gave David the armor, David tried to put this thing on and he realized, Pastor Mac, you know what? This does not work for me. And I understand that you're a mentor and I understand that you're a king and I understand that you've been in many battles before, but I've also been through a few battles in my life. And what worked for me was a slingshot and a rock. What worked for me with the lion, what worked for me with the bear is the same thing that's going to work for me with this giant. I can't use what you're using. Because what creates success for someone else may not work for you. 
When I stand here, I've got to stand in Fred Kirksey. I am not Senior Pastor Dale Jackson. Yes, he can be a mentor, he can be a guide, I, but I am not who he is. And when I try to copy someone that I am not, God cannot bless and he cannot elevate what you are trying to imitate. You can emulate, but when you try to imitate, you're being something that you're not. And God cannot and will not bless a false version of who you are because he created you to be you. So main true and honest to who God created you to be. If you recall, God elevated David. He elevated David even after everybody else overlooked David. David's own father overlooked him but God says it's not about what's on the outside but I see something in this young man's heart and so don't be discouraged because someone is overlooking you because your elevation time is on the way amen come on let's give God a hand clap of praise because even though they overlooked you even though you didn't get the recognition, even though you didn't get the promotion, even though you didn't get the job, even though they didn't give you the award that you thought you should have had, even though you know you were better qualified than that other individual, they still overlooked you. But God sees when everybody else is forgetting. And God says when it's my time to lift you up, no demon in hell, no devil in hell will be able to stop what God has for you. Somebody say, rise up. Somebody say, rise up. It's elevation time. All right, this is a good time for you to stand on your feet. This is a good time for you to give God some praise. This is a good time for you to have a level of expectation. Say, I'm expecting, I'm expecting, I'm expecting God to elevate in my life. It's elevation time. In our text for today, we see a young man that has been bound by a spirit of epilepsy. The Bible calls it a deaf and dumb spirit. And throughout his ministry of three years, there are five different occasions recorded in the Gospels where Jesus heals children, five children, parents seeking something greater for their children, and Jesus subsequently either healing them or raising them from the dead. One account is found in the book of John chapter 4, verse 40 through through 54. We won't go there for the sake of time, but you can read it in your free time. Amen? Jesus heals an official's son at Capernaum. The official seeks Jesus' face, and Jesus just speaks the word. And as the official goes back, 
his son is healed. And when he finds out his son is healed, he says, at what moment and point in time did this healing occur and take place? And his servant tells him that it took place at the moment Jesus spoke the word. So you may not be physically there to see whatever miracle it is happening, but the moment Jesus speaks the word, it's already done. The next occasion is when Jesus raised a widow's son from the dead in name. This account is found in Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 17. And when they were dealing with this widow, her son was actually in the casket. They were having his funeral. And Jesus stops them. He's filled with compassion for this woman. And he stops them puts his hand on the coffin and speaks to the young. He was already in the coffin. They were already having his funeral. But God spoke to him and he got up. The next occasion is Jesus healing the Syrophoenician woman's daughter from the demon possession. And she was a Gentile, and Jesus tells the Syrophoenician woman when she asks about healing, he says that, that, that we can't give the, the, the bread to dogs. Now, someone would be offended by that. Someone might walk away, but this woman wanted the healing of her child so bad that she said, truth, Lord. Truth, Lord, what you're saying is true. I'm not going to argue with you. But she said, but even the dog can eat the crumbs from the master's table. And Jesus was so impressed with her faith that once again, he spoke the word and said, your daughter is healed. And it was so in that moment. The fourth occasion, if we see Jerry's daughter, and God heals Jerry's daughter when he comes and asks him to come to her. But as he was coming to heal the daughter, he's met by a woman with an issue of blood. And that woman with the issue of blood delays the coming of Jesus getting to the daughter. But how many of you know that delayed doesn't mean denied? Sometimes we're waiting on a blessing and it hasn't come in the time that you thought it should come. But it doesn't mean that God is still not going to do what he said he was going to do. And God says, I'm going to heal your child. But then someone runs to him and says, well, you don't need to bother the master anymore because your child is already dead. But Jesus didn't panic. He told the young man, don't fear. Only believe. The King Version says it like this. Deacon Lumpkin, it says to believe only. And sometimes God is just saying, I need you to believe only. Well, God, what is it that I need to do? What moves do I need to make? What positions do I need to get myself in? God is saying, I don't need you to position yourself or do anything. I just need you to believe only. And the Bible says that as he believed, he went and he took with him a few of his disciples, Peter, James, John, yeah. the three that he always took with him. He took them with them 
And the Bible says that he grabs this young lady by the hand. He speaks to her and he raises her up. And the reason why that scripture stands out is because it parallels with our scripture today. The young man with epilepsy, his father in the same way comes to Jesus and he's crying out and he's asking, God, I need you to heal my son. I went to your disciples, but they couldn't do it. I need you to do this. And he's crying out to him just like Jairus cried out for his daughter. And Jesus in the same parallel with both of them encourages both of their faith. He tells one to believe only, he tells the other, all things are possible to him who believes. Your faith is the key and it is the trigger. And even though each one of them was struggling with unbelief, struggling with doubt, because sometimes we can see some stuff in life that it's like, God, I believe you, but this right here, I don't know, God. Oh, okay, okay, uh, maybe I'm the only one. You haven't had anything in life sometimes where you're saying, God, but I'm in this every day. I've got to see this every day, and I'm trying to believe you. But God, I need you to help my unbelief because this situation that I'm going through right now, but God encouraged them and said, all things are possible to him who believes. And he took the boy by the hand and raised him up just as he did the daughter. And I believe that in this time, God was recalling to mind with this young boy his extraordinary authority when it came to the daughter. And he calmly understood that even though all these people around are saying this young man is dead, I've seen this situation before. God had seen the situation before He'd worked a miracle in the situation before and he was doing the same thing now. And just as God has seen that situation, he's also seen your situation. God has seen your situation before. No, you haven't seen that situation. Yes, something is coming upon you that you have no clue where to turn or what to do. But God sent me here on assignment today to let you know that he has seen your situation before. And so even though you're worried, God is saying, don't worry. Don't fear, don't be afraid. I just need you to believe only. I just need you to believe only. And if we believe and if we seek Jesus and have faith, that is the recipe for us to rise up. Somebody say rise up. Somebody say rise up. Somebody say rise up. Somebody say rise up. Somebody say, rise up. I want to move on, but God is saying that sometimes we have to speak it. Sometimes we have to speak it to ourselves in our atmosphere. Sometimes we've been so stuck in that situation that all we're doing is speaking out the problem. And God doesn't want you to speak out the problem. He doesn't consistently want you to speak out the issue. Sometimes he wants you to say that regardless of what I'm going through, I am going to speak to myself. I am going to encourage myself. I am going to tell myself that no matter what comes my way, I'll rise. Somebody shout, rise up. 
Oh, come on, stand up on your feet. Give God a hand clap of praise. Whether it's for you or whether it's for that young one that you believe in for, it is elevation time. It's elevation time. I have three points, and then we're going to be out your way. Three points, three key insights when it comes to rising up, when it comes to elevation. The first insight is elevation starts with you first elevating Jesus. I'll say that again. Elevation, and you could throw the word your in front of it. Your elevation first starts with you elevating Jesus. The Bible says that the greatest among us must be a servant and we must go low in order to go high. And sometimes we have to redirect our focus from trying to lift up and promote ourselves, from trying to lift up and promote our brand, from trying to lift up and promote who we are to promoting who he is. And if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the Bible says that all these things will be added unto you. We spend so much time working and grinding, trying to achieve in life, and there's nothing wrong with your grind. But I am here to declare and decree to you that God's grace will always open more doors than your grind. I know you worked hard and you got the education, but God's grace will open more doors than your grind. I know you've got the talent, I know you got the look, and I know you got the ability, but God's grace will open more doors than your grind. Oh, I'm talking to somebody today already. This, I have anybody in this place that knows God's grace is greater than grind. I've been in positions myself, seeking positions where people were definitely more qualified than me. I had a level of education. I had a level of understanding. I had a level of qualification. But maybe there was somebody better and God moved them out the way to open the door and make way because the Bible says that we serve a God that will make a way out of no way. He will create one for you. But it's not all about what you're doing. It's about what he does. See, Jesus is the elevator. And if we want to rise, then all we got to do is stay on board. And when you stay on board and lift him up, then as he goes, you go. So point one, again, elevation starts with you first elevating Jesus. Point number two, sometimes we're working in a level of elevation. And I'm going to use an analogy for this here, if you would bear with me. But I went out the other day, and I got some balloons from Party City. 
And I told the person, I need to make sure these balloons are the same color because it's not about black or white. I need to make sure that they're the same size. I need to make sure that they have the same look, the same shape. They came from the same place. They cost the same amount. And sometimes in life, it could be you and someone else. And you come from the same place. You come from the same background. You're the same size, the same color, the same talent, the same education level. You put in the same grind. And God is opening the door to release you into your blessing. But how many of you know it's not about what's on the outside? Because when God prepares to release you, if you're not prepared and you don't have the right stuff on the inside, then when God releases you, one floats. The other sinks. I say again, when God releases you, if you don't have the right stuff on the inside, let me help, let me help. It's not what's on the outside that counts. It's not how good you look, it's not how popular you are, but it's about being filled with the right stuff. And when you're filled with faith, when you're filled with God's spirit, when you're filled with the word, then when God releases you, you rise above. Now, conversely, you can have someone else that's filled with envy, filled with doubt, filled with hatred, filled with just self, self-loathing, not having confidence. And when God releases them, one sinks, one floats. Because elevation, point number two, is not about what's on the outside of you. It's about what's on the inside. This is a, somebody say, this is an inside job. This is an inside job that matters. Third point, and I'm out your way. Third point, and I'm out your way. When God elevates you, when God brings you up, when God lifts your status, when God starts to bless you and do all the things in life that you wanted him to do, T.D. Jake said, can you stand to be blessed? Your elevation must be tied together and equipped with an anchor. Now, as I was thinking about this, God, I said, I, I get, Lord, I don't want to anchor because the anchor holds them down. And God says, no, that's not an anchor that holds you down. That's a weight. And there's a difference between a weight and an anchor. The anchor is the same on both, but one is being held down by weight. The weight is not the anchor. The weight is what you're thinking. The weight is what's on the inside. The weight is the heaviness that you keep, the worry, the doubt, the insecurity. But the anchor keeps you from floating away. The anchor keeps you stable so that you don't get puffed up with pride. 
The songwriter said that if your soul is not anchored in Jesus, surely you will drift away. And so when God begins to elevate you, ensure that you stay anchored in the Lord so that you can understand not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, says the Lord. It was God that did this. Somebody say, God did this. Somebody say, God did this. Oh, stand up on your feet and give God a praise if you know that the place that you're standing in right now, the position that you're standing in right now, the blessings that you have on your life right now, it's only because God did this. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Somebody knows God did it. God did it. God did it. God did it. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. And so I speak this today. This is just my personal note to every young minister, to every young musician, to everyone that's striving in a business to go up the corporate ladder, to everyone that's working, understand that it is God that elevates you. Pastor Mac, I stand in this pulpit and this pulpit is an elevated platform. It is an elevated platform. But a stage is also an elevated platform. And the difference between this sacred ground and a stage is who you promoting. and promote myself it's not about me it's not about what I can do every time I feel like God is moving or doing something in my life Pastor Mac I remind myself it's God that did this stay anchored anchored so that you're ready for when God takes you to new levels and new heights in him. We're not on a stage when we're up here. This is sacred and holy ground. And if I come up here in self and I come up here in flesh, then I don't need to tell someone to sit me down. I need to sit myself down. It's tight, but it's right. It is not about you. When God elevates you, it is not about you. 
God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to someone else. And he says, if you humble yourself before the Lord, he will exalt you in his time. Maybe it's not happening at the time that you thought it's supposed to happen, but God has his time. Maybe you thought it should have came a little bit sooner, but God has. And when God is ready to elevate you, as long as you can seek his face and as long as you can keep the faith and you're prepared to stay humble with the right stuff inside of you, God will make sure you stay risen every time. Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I feel the anointing of the Lord in this place. I feel the glory of God in this place. I feel him elevating. I feel him lifting. I feel him picking you up. Somebody shout, rise up. Somebody shout, rise up. It's elevation time. It's elevation time. In closing, as you stand to your feet. In our scripture today, we had a father of a young boy that came to Jesus and confessed, Lord, I believe you, but help my unbelief. That father's faith was not perfect, but it was honest, it was genuine, and it was sincere. And God will honor a genuine and sincere faith, even when there's part of you that's not sure if it can be done. And I am here to tell someone on assignment today that God sees the truthfulness of your heart. And God is going to honor your request, not because you're perfect, but because he seeks such true worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And he's going to honor you, whether it's a request for yourself or for a loved one that you're looking for him to rise up. God says it's already done it's already so. See, sometimes elevation is not about taking you on the top of the mountain. Sometimes it's about lifting you up out of the pit that you're in. And I feel the Holy Spirit lifting someone up right now out of the pit that you're in. You've been faced with water and storms around you like Peter and you begin to sink. But just like Jesus did with this young man, when, she, when Peter began to sink, he did the same thing. He reached out his hand and he caught him. Somebody say, caught him. See, even though you feel like you're sinking, God will sometimes allow us to sink. But he will never, never let you drown. 
And in your moment that you feel lowest, he will just in time grab your hand and catch you and lift you up out of whatever it is that you're going through. Your breakthrough is right now. Your breakthrough is here. God is lifting you up out of that situation. I'm speaking to those under the sound of my voice here. I'm speaking to those that are under the sound of my voice and social media. God is elevating you and lifting you right now in the name of Jesus. Your breakthrough is here. As you're coming to the altar, as you're coming to the altar at this time, the altar is open. The altar is open. There's a song by Israel Horton on what she says, another level, another harvest, another day for you to manifest your promises, another moment, another season for a breakthrough. The altar is open. The altar is open at this time for your breakthrough. It's not on the way. It's not coming around the corner. It's here right now. Your breakthrough is here. Another level. Another harvest. Yes, Lord. Another day for you to manifest your promises. Another moment, another season for a breakthrough, breakthrough. Another level, another level, another. the day
have been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled, Rise Up is Elevation Time please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference, sermon number 0813-23. Again, that telephone number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 0813-23. August is Children and Youth Month at Bible Way. This month's theme is Good Vibes Only. Join us for a month of events as we celebrate our youth in Christ. Children and Youth Month Choir Rehearsal will be held on Wednesday, August 23rd, 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Saturday, August 26th, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in the Worship Center. Parents, please share the gift of singing on the choir with your children. All are invited to join us on Sunday, August 27th at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. for Children and Youth Day here at Bible Way. Youth Pastor Mark Richard of Brooklyn Baptist Church will be our guest speaker for the 8 a.m. morning worship service. And Assistant Pastor Chandler Bailey of Right Direction Church International will be our guest speaker for the 11 a.m. morning worship service. That's Sunday, August 27th here at Bible Way. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God to love and to serve.